Felstrum or Flag Iris. Most things have a name, a set of syllables we have allocated to that thing, a linguistic tab to help us store and file all that we know about that thing, a label that allows our brain to be lazy about seeing what we're actually seeing. Familiar things have well-known names, and well-known names often resist the changes in language that go on about them. Such is the name for Felistrum, the wild yellow flag iris that fills up so many wet fields at this time of year. Yellow flag iris is its proper English name, but it's still known all over Ireland as Felistrum. It's a plant with character strong enough to resist being renamed in English, and Felistrum is now classed as a Hiberno-English name, an identity that has made it across the linguistic time barrier. Felistrum is familiar. You probably know it even if you think you don't. Its tall green leaves fill up wet field corners with elegant architectural spikes, patterning the land where it grows with vertical blades of green. And of course, the lovely yellow flowers emerging in June, sprinkling the scene with yellow, floating above the marshy greens, hovering high over everything else. A closer look at the Felistrum flower shows that it is indeed an iris, closely related to the irises that people plant in gardens. Yellow flag iris has three big drooping yellow petals hanging down loosely from the flower's core. These spilling yellow petals are perfectly formed as landing pads for flying insects to touch down on, like a luscious red carpet to welcome the VIPs, except yellow and for bees. The pigmented patterns on the petals guide the pollinators directly to the nectar that they seek. Each flower has three long tubes within it, each containing nectar, and each large enough for a bumblebee to crawl right in. The bee accidentally carries in a little pollen from the last flower it visited, and some new pollen rubs off on her too. And so she carries pollen from flower to flower distributing genetic codes for the next generation. Felistrum is a plant that's always found at the edge of things, always amphibian in its preferences. Perched at the edge of a lake, where land and water merge, the edge of a river or the edge of a pond. It's equally at home in the wet corner of a damp old pasture, where its big roots take hold in the thick stodgy wetness of heavy clay soils or the soggy marsh over yonder, away from the good fields, away from dry ground, away from the places where one normally treads. This iris grows on ground where we would normally sink, or at least have to leave with soggy socks. It lives in the meadows that are moist all year round, where the heavy imprint of a cow's hoof lingers long in the daub, the kind of field that in Irish is known as Kirkus, a water meadow filled with reeds and rushes, with wispy meadowsweet and lovely purple loosetrife, with damselflies and dragonflies and frogs and newts and nesting birds. Flag iris is also found in the wet floodplains of a natural river, where an old meander has been left behind when the river changed its course where only a saturated hollow remains somewhere near the river's edge. This is a plant that likes neglected nooks. 
Small patches of marsh once hid behind the bend of every other hill across the land. Intermittent enclaves of wild, wet ground. Habitats scattered between the farmed hills and hollows all across the country. The tall spikes of Felistrum are perfect habitat for ground nesting birds like the corncrake, who need the dense clusters of tall vegetation to shelter them from predators. But now, the wet meadows, marshes, and Felistrum filled corners have been mostly tidied away, having fallen to the ravages of the 21st century. But yellow flag iris isn't hard to find. It's a common plant. Its character persists. As such a common plant, it's hardly surprising that it has lots of uses in folk medicine. A preparation was used as a cure for convulsions and coughing, and the powdered dry root was used as snuff to make someone sneeze and clear out the head. A slice of the root would be put to the gum as a cure for toothache and pieces of dried root were given to toddlers to chew, helping the teeth cut through the gums. A yellow dye was made from the flower too, and black from the root. So many names and so many uses, so many places in which to grow. <laughs> <laughs>